Hi, this is Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog, and we're here with the Rage for Justice report. It's uh, the week after the election, and we're here with a gentleman who, uh, who, who delivered on election night, one of the most progressive wins in America, and we knew about it on election night, and that was a very big victory. Uh, Alistair McTaggart is my guest. How you doing, Alistair? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jamie. Pleasure Alistair, to be here. Thanks. Alistair is the uh, proponent of Prop 24 on the California ballot, which creates the strongest online consumer privacy law in America. It builds on uh, something that uh, was already in law, uh, a law that in 2018, Alistair, um, uh, Alistair agitated to get when he uh, was about to submit a stronger ballot measure uh, to go on the ballot. And uh, Facebook and Google and those companies folded and conceded to uh, what was the, until then the strongest uh, privacy law in America. We now have with Prop 24 an update on this law. Uh, and uh, Alistair, why don't you tell us uh, why you did it and what you think the biggest impact for consumers around California and the nation is going to be big picture from this law? Well, uh, thanks. You, you know, um, I think uh, the existing law that until this proposition passed uh, was in California, the California Consumer Privacy Act. It's a great law, strongest in the country. But uh, in 2019, uh, the year after it passed, what we saw in Sacramento, and you were there, Jamie, fighting with us, we saw industry show up with, uh, you know, guns loaded, ready to try to take this this law apart and get rid of it. And so, you know, it occurred to to, to me that we needed some extra protection. Um, and so, by doing this with an initiative, uh, we have a provision in the initiative saying that uh, the legislature can amend it, but they cannot amend it in any way that harms consumer privacy. So at the most basic level, what we've done is we put a floor under consumer privacy in California to make sure it doesn't go away and to make sure these trillion-dollar companies can't just buy their way through Sacramento and uh, and get what they want uh, at the end of the day. Uh, and the, uh, and the centerpiece of that law, just for average people, is that you as a consumer have a right to opt out of companies selling or sharing your private information against your will. That's the core provision that we now have locked in, and if and if Google, Facebook want to take it away, any company wants to take it away, they, got, they actually have to go to the ballot to do that. Well, well, yes, and uh, uh, Jamie, that's a core provision of the existing law. But one of the one of the uh, one of the new features is now you have the right to tell these companies, hey, by the way, there's this whole subset of personal information that's so sensitive. You, the company, you can't even use it. Now, what's that information? That's your health information, your biometric and genetic information. That's your uh, union membership, your religion, your race, ethnicity, sexual orientation. You know, Amazon doesn't need to know your race to sell you toilet paper. Uh, Uber doesn't need to know whether you're gay or not to, uh, uh, you know, drive you somewhere. And so, uh, you know, one of the things I'm most excited about is this ability now to tell companies you can't use it. And one of the best parts of that is this tracking. And you can tell a company, look, you can't track me down to where I'm standing. And we let you draw a circle around you about, about 250 acres big. It's a big circle. And you say, you know what, you can't track me within that circle, whether I'm at the gym or a clinic or who I'm standing next to. Yeah, you can know I'm a Los Angeles resident, but, but that's, that's all you need to know to, to advertise to me. And, and the important part of this is that was the add-on with Prop 24, the California Consumer Privacy Rights Act. And what, what it did was say, not only can't you sell or share my information without my permission, you can't actually use it. 
So Uber can't use it for its own purposes. Uh, and, 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 and that's a monumental, monumental step that, again, first, first place anywhere in America that's happened. Uh, in addition, though, the law, and I think this might be what people feel the most, created this European-style privacy commission, which is funded uh, by uh, uh, at least $10 million, uh, equivalent of the uh, financing for the Federal Trade Commission Enforcement, uh, Enforcement uh, Bureau. And so we now will have a privacy agency where you can turn to in California if you have problems. And also that privacy agency has a whole bunch of other powers, getting com giving companies the, uh, the, the obligation to come forward with the logic behind the algorithms that determine all sorts of things. Do you want to talk about this data privacy commission when it's expected to get going and, and, and why it, it's going to um, bring us in line with a lot of the European privacy laws that exist. Right. Well, what, you know, what the European laws, which are, by the way, the, the, the best in the world, um, they've set up these dedicated uh, agencies to protect your privacy. And, it, you know, it turns out that um, that's the best practice because this stuff is complicated and you need somewhere that consumers can go and say, hey, I think this has happened to me. You know, can you please look into this? Um, right, right now, the attorney general is doing it, but you know, he's a busy guy, and you know, he's he's said that publicly. You know, he's a cop, not a regulator. He's not really set up for this, and so um, this will now create an agency. And by the way, Jamie, it'll avoid the fights in the legislature because we guarantee funding to it. So most Californians don't know California had an office of privacy protection, and Governor Brown got rid of it. Uh, for budget cuts. Well, this stops it from being, um, this stops the legislature from playing games and, and not funding privacy because it gives guaranteed funding. This should allow about 50 people in a, in a privacy protection agency, which is, by the way, 10 more than the FTC has for the entire country. So we're going to have the best privacy protection here. Another feature of this law, which I'm really excited about, is now, as opposed to just having Currently, it's just the attorney general who enforces. This law will now say that, A, the agency enforces, but then, B, all 58 counties and the four big cities can also enforce the law. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be uh, chaired by a, a five-person uh, com com commission uh, members who are, going to, uh, who are going to be appointed uh, two by the governor, one by the attorney general, one by the Senate, one by the, the assembly. What what type of people are you looking for to, to, to be in those roles, and what do you think they what what is what is there what are they what are they both what are they basically going to be doing? So we we, we wrote into the uh, into the initiative. We're looking for you know Californians who have expertise in uh, consumer uh, protection and uh, privacy, uh, and it's not a paid position. So this is not a this is not a you know a get rich thing, but it's a, it's a commission that's there to oversee. The uh, agency is kind of like a watchdog commission to make sure that the agency, uh, you know, doesn't get, doesn't not enforce, uh, which, you know, you've heard some sometimes agencies don't necessarily uh, do exactly what they're supposed to do. So you have this um, commission to oversee the agency. Uh, and I think we're looking for, for committed uh, Californians with expertise in this area um, to uh, help launch this thing. Um, it, it also has a lot of powers that um, that that were designated to the commission to ask, for instance, for the companies to be able to have to produce the logic behind the algorithms. That sounds to me like some pretty powerful powers because 
we, we, in the end of this campaign, we had a little, uh, we had a little, um, a little, a little surprise. I would call it a dirty trick, where the Google uh, search results uh, for Prop 24 came up with biased results when it came to the, the this first Google search page, which is where voters get their information. A search came up for the Secretary of State's website, but instead of it being, it says impartial voter guide, and then it has the con argument. It looks like the Secretary of State is opposed to. Uh, Prop 24 and a search of every other proposition, all 11 other propositions came up with the neutral page. That was taken down, but then it suddenly appeared uh, once more after the Secretary of State did a programming trick around it. And that we don't know why that happened. You know, everyone assumed it was had to do with something that was uh, involving search engine optimization. But the reality is we don't know why Google's algorithm kept turning up this con page. And as the guy who found it said, Tom Kemp, if Google wanted to put its finger on the scale and have that happen, it could have happened. So we've called for, for uh, actually uh, – a hearings on to find out what really happened. But this power to get behind the algorithm strikes me as one of the most uh, important parts of the initiative. Well, that's exactly right. Um, you know, a couple things. One, on that on that event that happened last week and the day before the election, the, you know, Google's answer is, oh, this isn't our problem. This is the Secretary of State's problem. And you know what, Jamie? That cannot be the answer in a democracy, that Google somehow blames it on the Secretary of State, that of all 12 propositions, this is the only one where they're showing the con side. Come on. It's, this has got to show up at Google's door, and, and they've got to be the one to say, look, we've got to get a bet. We have to have a better system for figuring out what, what information we're presenting, um, because as you say, voters make their mind up. Um, but then in terms of the larger picture, the, the bias you're talking about, like we've seen examples where Facebook uh, consistently, consistent, consistently allowed uh, landlords to, to uh, offer their rent, their apartments in an indiscriminatory manner to only advertise to certain ethnicities. Um, part of the problem, if I'm seeing a job description, am I only seeing certain jobs because of whatever the algorithm thinks, whether it's, it thinks about where I live or what my race is? And then the other question is, how do I even know? And so I think one of the most powerful parts of this initiative, which frankly we, we import from, uh, from Europe, is this concept of, hey, I want to be able to object to being profiled. And I also want to know about the profile and what the, I want to know meaningful information about the logic involved. Because unless we can start looking behind these algorithms and start figuring out what they're doing, how they're trying to organize our lives, you know, at some point, did, we don't have any power versus these supercomputers. We need to have uh, the ability to get some transparency here. How, how does that materialize itself with, with the uh, being able to object to the profiling or being able to ask for the what the logic behind is it, it, it just is that something the commission will do? Is it something any, that's something the commission is tasked with with developing regulations because obviously that's going to change, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over time. And one of the ways of thinking about Prop 24 is setting up this commission that has the authority to issue regulations that will change over time, and they should change over time because technology will change. So you don't want to have something that's stuck in stone, um, and you'd have to go back to an initiative to change it. So we have sort of two ways to deal with change. One is that the commission itself can write new regulations, and then the other is that the, uh, the legislature can amend in any way that doesn't harm consumer privacy. Well, Alistair, uh, you, you've done a great service to Californians here. You've given them the power to control their data in their own hands, um, and you've, you've, you've given us the basis to go forth with, a, um, with, with more privacy reforms, because now we'll have a commission actually investigating in real-time privacy practices, privacy violations when they happen. Um, 
anything anything else you want to add about about Prop 24 and, and its promise for California? Well, I just actually for your listeners, I want to I want to uh, encourage them uh, to to really uh, think about Consumer Watchdog as one of the best organizations in the state, uh, if not the probably is the best protecting your your consumer rights because you guys were there for us early on. Uh, you, you you're you're a guy who has the big picture uh, and you fight for consumer rights and I want to thank you for your support. It meant, it meant the world to us. Well, we want to thank you for being a private citizen who stepped up to do something good for everyone. And, and, and we, we had to jump in because, uh, because uh, it, was the right, it was the right fight, the right time. And, and I'm looking forward to working with you more on, on getting these rules right. So thank you, Alistair McTaggart. Uh, thanks to everyone in California who support, supported Prop 24, passed with 56% of the vote. Uh, it, the, the final tally hasn't been counted, but it's, it's pretty safely passed and could go up from 56%, but 56% is pretty healthy. And we want to thank uh, all you listeners. So download uh, this podcast uh, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the Apple Podcast. I've been Jamie Court, the president of Consumer Watchdog. Thanks for listening to the Rage for Justice Report.